Chapter 6 Eventually, I got with another girl. But this time, I didn't date her for very long before she dumped me. After that, I got with a girl I had known my whole life. I'd known her since we were kids. We went to church together. One day, I noticed she showed some interest in me. And that was good. But unbeknownst to her, so much hate and bitterness swelled inside me that I had become a downright evil, nasty person by now. Still, I decided to ask her out anyway. Her dad made me promise I would not have sex with her before marriage. Of course, I gave him my word. You would think he knew I had scoundrel in me. I had them all fooled. She and I dated for a little bit. I even started working for her dad some. I did some roofing for him, and every payday, she'd take the money I earned and tell me she was saving it for when I turned 17. That would be the day that her mom and dad said they would allow us to marry. Marry? Well, little did they know that I had no intention of that. I was there for one reason only. I did stick around for a while, just because it was an easy, convenient relationship. After about six months, however, it began to feel like pure hell. I remember that one time, when I told her about my past, she mentioned that sometimes people who are molested often end up molesting children themselves. Well, that just blew me away. I hated child molesters. I wanted those people to be tortured and maimed and killed. She also said that she'd heard my experience with that molester might even turn me gay. The thought of that was very hard for me to stomach. The truth is, though, I really didn't know what I was. I didn't know if I was gay or not. My brain and soul were in absolute tatters at the time. I didn't know which end was up. As time passed, I ended up engaged with her. But instead of fixing the situation, it only amplified our troubles. We fought all the time. She wanted to know where I was every moment and what I was up to. People in church kept pushing me to get saved and to serve God. Pressure came at me from all sides. One night at church, I began to cry, and I began to feel as if I should go down to the altar and pray. I yanked a friend of mine outside and asked him what I should do. Go back inside, man, he said, and pray. God will be calling on you to repent. So there I was, this 17-year-old boy slammed full of hate. At the time, I was sporting a mohawk, just oozing bad attitude. I was something else. Yet, on this particular night, I was yearning for a different way to live. So after fretting about it for so long, I decided not to walk, but to run up to the altar. I remember this clearly. Dad saw me kneel at the altar, so he came and stood over me. I could feel his presence behind me. He felt tall as a giant behind me. He got down on his knees and took my hand. We prayed together. We were down there for at least an hour. When we finished, I walked back to my seat. Although I cannot fully explain this, after he prayed with me, 
All the hate I'd been harboring for everybody was completely, totally gone. I felt clean. I felt refreshed. Suddenly, it dawned on me that things would have to change. The next morning, I would shave off my mohawk. To fit in at church and behave like a saved person, I would have to quit cussing. There would be no more rock and roll and country music, and of course, no more porn. Most importantly, I would have to quit sleeping around. When I felt that night, it was God replacing my hate with love. It was as vivid a feeling as any I'd ever known in my life. I've had people say, sometimes, that my love for them can be overwhelming. Also, they tell me the mercy I have granted people when I knew they'd done me wrong, but I granted it anyway, made me, quote, naive. But in that moment, as I sat in the back of the church, I recommitted myself to showing only love to other people. I would, from then on, always choose to show mercy. Now, even though nowadays... I still don't have hate in my heart for any other person. That night, after I prayed with Dad, would not be the last time I ever felt hatred, lust, or the urge to be destructive. I'm very sorry to say that, but it's true. Dad was so happy to see me pray, though. I'm so glad we had that special moment. Not long after that, however, I would really come to disappoint him. I did, in fact, shave my mohawk off the next day, and as I gazed in the mirror, I vowed to do everything I had been instructed in order to be saved. From then on, I would please God. Things went smoothly, at least for a little while. But soon enough, the incredible urge to please my flesh took control once again. How I felt inside just didn't seem to be right. I just could not seem to control myself. Finally, I gave in. I turned to the lust of the flesh once more. Around that time, my girlfriend approached me and said, You're 17. Let's get married. We talked about things. I told her how I would be in the line of the pastorship one day. I will not become a member when you do, she said. I don't care if you are the pastor. Are you kidding, I asked. I was a bit hurt. No. I'm not kidding. We fought pretty hard about it. I remember she started crying. And that is when her father called. I remember he started yelling at me. If you don't want to be with my daughter, he shouted, then I can make it so she never talks to you again. Okay, I said, and hung up on him. Around this time, Pap started pleading with me to go to college. He said that what I was planning to do, which was get my blaster's license and follow in dad's footsteps, just didn't sit right with him. Cody, he'd say, if you take this route, then you can be laid off any time. He tried over and over to explain it to me. Cody, he'd say, being a blaster is not steady income. You may have to go job to job, which is a very hard life. Please consider going to college. Looking back, I know I screwed up by not going to school. 
It is why I try not to complain too much in this story, because I am aware of my choices. He was right. It did come to the point in life where I fell into a loop waking up early every day, then staying at the coal mines until dark. I got stuck working long hours. But what could you do? I had chosen this path. It was my own fault. Soon, I began to think about changing professions, like the time I considered becoming a funeral director and embalmer, but I just couldn't afford it. Entering a new profession costs money. Becoming an embalmer takes schooling. And so, contrary to Pap's wishes, I became a blaster's helper. Hi there. This is the real Cody Coots. Thank you for listening to Marked for Life by me. Join us next week for a brand new chapter. Hey, hey, hey.